0: In the built it hurts me that means I'm also to blame what sins have I done wherever you get your podcasts from or our own website prismoftorah.com this is the prism of Torah with rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman as we have approached and started The tukufa of the nine days, we know the halachas pertaining to mourning are becoming more and more extreme and the climax will be as we reach Tisha B'Av, where we have to fast, can't even wash our hands properly, etc. etc. What I want to share with you is two ideas. The first one, which I want to briefly discuss is, Chazal tell us, look carefully, the Me'iri speaks it out, in the Pelayoets, that aside from the dry halachas of mourning that we do on Tisha B'Av, the most important thing is to feel the pain and sorrow of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's what it says, whoever feels the pain and sorrow, he'll also be part of the Simcha when the Beis HaMikdash will be constructed. And the question is, first question I want to deal with is, why is it that in Dafka that Nakuda is so hard for us to do? And especially in our generation, why is it so difficult for us to do? And I would like to suggest that the reason for that is because we don't really understand and we cannot so much relate to what it meant to have a life with Beis HaMikdash. It was a totally different era. When Beis HaMikdash was around, everything was different. And how can we live up to that idea, to that understanding in our hearts, not only in our minds? The way to do it is to, if you know it already, you have to refresh your memory and relearn the Chazals, at least the the main ones, and see what it meant to have Beis HaMikdash aside from what The Mishnah is say about all the miracles that happened. The Grand Mishle tells us that the Shechina that dwelt in the base of Mikdash was extreme. It totally changed everything. All the wisdoms that we were able to get, especially the Torah, was a different ballgame. When we say at the end of Tefillah all the time, we want Beis HaMikdash back and then give us a chilek in the Torah. What do I mean? We don't have the Torah today, we do, but it's a different ballgame. The level of Torah that was given and that was from the Shekhinah, from HaKadosh Buhu, in the times of Beis HaMikdash, was totally different. So why do we not feel it? Number one, we have to work on ourselves. We have to learn a little bit about what it meant and what happened during the times of Beis HaMikdash. And through learning, we can connect it. We understand what we're lacking it will hurt us. And that's why, Talmidei Chachamim, they do feel a bit, because they feel what we're lacking, because they always learn and they realize that this is what we're missing, but it's more than that. It's more than that. Why do Talmidei Chachamim feel a bit more? And there's many references to that in the Torah, in the Gemara, also in Psachim, that Talmidei Chachamim feel a bit more. That is because the Maka of our generation is Dafka and Gashmis, everyone always wants to aspire for more. They they want this, they want a bigger, a bigger table, a better couch, a bigger house, a bigger pool, whatever it is. That's what unfortunately the Western culture affects us. And that is our generation today. But what we need to do is Dafka and Gashmis be happy with what you have. Don't always want more. Where do you, yes, want to always want more in Ruchnis. Ruchnis is when we should aspire for more. And that is what the uh, Mesila HaSeshavim says, Shlemus is the most important thing. A person doesn't have Shlemus in Ruchnius. That is pain. And if we felt that pain, then we would feel the pain of the lack of Beis HaMikdash. Because through the Beis HaMikdash, a person was able to reach a lot of higher heights in spirituality, in Ruchnius. And hence, if we felt that, we need the Beis HaMikdash. But that has to come also from having, putting the bar higher up. And not just saying, okay, everyone around me doesn't care so much. I also don't care so much. So I have kvils for the Torah. I learn a bit every day. I work on myself a little bit. That's it. I'll take one halacha to be better this year and that's it. No, we have to aspire for way more. And only once we aspire for way more, we will realize that what's making it so hard for us to reach those levels is the lack of the base of mikdash. Because when the Shekhinah was around, everything was different. There's a lot to talk about this, but I want to move on to the next point and I'll just summarize it through the story that is brought down of Lapian. Brings it in a Sefer Level Yao, which is brought down from the Sefer Torah Sawilolah Ramo, about the famous, I don't know how famous it is, a story that the biggest philosopher at the time, Apalton, went together with Nuv Khadnetza after the Khurban Beisamekdash and he went to Arabait and he saw Yirmiyao crying, crying to an extreme. Couldn't even catch his breath. And he asked, You are the wise person, the Jewish people. I have two questions for you. Question number one, why are you crying? It's only sticks and stones. Question number two, that's it. Besam Mikdash was destroyed now. What's the point of crying about it? So Yimio said to him, You're one of the you're the biggest philosopher out there. Surely you still have some questions you don't have answered. Why don't you try them on me? So he said, Of course I have questions that are not answered, but I don't think anyone in the world can answer me. So Yumiao said, try me. So he tried him and he couldn't believe it. One by one, he gave him a perfect answer. He was in shock. He couldn't believe he was looking at a human being in front of him. Yumiao looked at him and said to him, you should know. It's only because of these sticks and stones that I was able to answer you. And by the way, regarding your second question, why am I crying about something that was destroyed? you're not going to be able to understand the answer. So I'm not even going to tell you. This summarizes everything. The first answer he told him, that I was able to answer that only because of these sticks and stones, because it's through the Shekhinah, the divine presence that was with a great intensity upon Klal Yisrael that we were able to reach very high levels in spirituality. And that's what life is all about. Answer number two, he said, you don't understand what that is. To be able to, through the Shekhinah, connect HaKadosh and become on a higher spiritual level. But, I think behind the second answer that he told him you won't be able to understand, I think it's related to the next topic I want to raise. And that will answer the following question, which is similar to what the philosopher asked Yermiel. And that is, the Shlach Kadosh asked it as well. And he says, how can it be? What's the point of feeling pain and sorrow about the past? What's that going to help? That's something they're going to. But it's not Matim for us. It's Heaven. What's the point of that? To answer that question, we'll raise another point. What Reb Friedlander says in his safer. Siftei Chaim. And he says that aside from the obvious idea of Tisha Bav, that's supposed to be mourning and being pained by the lack of the Beis HaMikdash, you should know, he says, that this day is a Mo'adika day. It's a day that a person can reach such a high level in spiritual spirituality-wise. Just like Yom Kippur. And he's not saying this on his own. He's saying it based on the Holy Soil, which is Rabbi Soil Misalant. Rabbi Soil says this. And the question is, how? How, how? how can you explain that? And the concept is very simple. A person has to leverage off tishabav and it shouldn't end just with the pain yes you should feel pain and it's good to feel pain because that means you're aspiring for higher levels and you realize how much we're lacking that the shechina's not here we can't be as close to akadosh buchu like we were in previous generations which helps us not be affected by the going around us and reach a high level but it's way more than that because Chazal tell us that we know every generation that a mikdash or well, every year that the beis Mikdash wasn't rebuilt it means that it would have been destructed in that year as well the beis HaLevi goes in Lambdas to explain because for kedish buchu taking something away maybe for a human persons way harder to take something away after they gave it to you but not to give you in the first place is not as hard. For gadish it's all the same. You deserve you'll have it, you don't deserve you'll take it away. So it's the same thing, giving and taking away or just not giving. So the fact that gadish Bukhut didn't give us Beis HaMikdash in our generation, it means we're guilty as charged, just like the previous generations, if not more, for the fact that the Beis HaMikdash wasn't reconstructed in our times. And therefore everyone has to do Cheshbon Nefesh in this day. Why wasn't it built? It hurts me. That means I'm also to blame. What sins have I done? A person has to leverage off of Tisha B'Av. It should be a wake-up call to do Tshuva. What are the Chataim we did? In fact, the Rambam says this in a general sense in Hilchas HaVelus, Yud Gimel Hayach Alach HaYud Beis, that Ika Ravoydas is this idea that a person is... He's a cruel person if something happens to someone close to him or someone passes away and it doesn't change him and he doesn't come closer to Hu and do Cheshbun Nefesh and rectify his sins. That's the name of the game. And that's what we need to do also on Tishabav. We should also do Cheshbun Nefesh. And if we do Cheshbon Nefesh, it's very similar to Yom Kippur, that we try to work on ourselves and say, that's it, from now on a change. And through us changing, we'll bring us ourselves and Kala Yisrael one step closer to the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, bimira v'yameinu. And that's the name of the game. And if you do that, indeed, there is a very strong comparison to Yom Kippur. And I saw B'Shem Rabbi Cheskel Zatzal, in Levinstein, that a person that does this properly and this doesn't only feel the pain but also tries to work on themselves and become better, he's actually being an active part in the Binyan Beis Hamikdash because that's how we get closer to the new Beis Hamikdash that will be built because that is part of the Tikkun. When everyone works on his midot and tries to become a better person, he will he himself will be part of Binyan Beis Hamikdash. And that is actually in what what Teshla says in Maseches Tainis, that al yedei HaAvelus al Khuba Nabais Hu osek BeBinyan Abais And that's exactly how we can leverage off of Tishabav Bav from a morning in the Beis HaMikdash to already having our step into the door being part of the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Before I end with the story that will bring out this point, a Mashal, not a story, I just want us to summarize. There's two points of view. First of all, a person should work, and that's why I'm trying to send this a week before Tisha B'Av, to learn a little bit about what times were like when there was the Beis HaMikdash, what miracles happened, what a high level of intensity of connection to HaKadosh Buhu we had. Klal Yisrael were, on, were on an unbelievable level of connection, connecting to HaKadosh Buhu, and that helped them reach high levels in spirituality. To feel that pain, you have to have sha'ifas, you have to want to reach high level. If you're happy with what you have, your big house and your pool and whatever it is you have, and that's all you care about, then you're not going to get there. But if a person feels it's not the same, things could be like they were once upon a time, you feel the pain, you realize what it was then, and you realize that that is a stumbling block from a person reaching even higher spiritual heights. That indeed will bring you tears to your eyes and pain in your heart. And through that pain we leverage off to the second point we made, which is that we realize that we're also to blame because the fact that the Beis HaMikdash wasn't created in our times, that means we're just as to blame. And hence, we're not wasting our time by crying about the past. It's very understandable what we're crying, but we're not just crying about the past. We're crying about every second right now because every second could have been different had the Beis HaMikdash created. And therefore, we're leveraging off of that to realize we're to blame and we can do something about it. If everyone does something about it, we'll be a lot closer to I want to end off with a marshal that I heard and he said this marshal to do with tkiyas Shorifa on Rosh Hashanah and what Tisha Shovel should do. And now I'm going to connect it to the idea we said now about Tisha b'a. The story goes as follows. Once upon a time there was a king and the king had one son, a prince, and he was very worried because he didn't think he was such a smart kid. And how is he going to be the next king? And this, what, what am I going to do? So he said, maybe we'll give him another chance. We'll send him to the nearby marketplace over here. He gave him two big bags, bags of money and he, two, two bodyguards t- so that no one will steal the money from him. And he says, just buy something you think will be good and we can make money out of it. You choose whatever. So he went. And as he approaches the marketplace, suddenly he sees in the background a big fire. He sees a person running up to this tall tower taking a horn, it looked like a shofar, and he started blowing, and suddenly he sees that the fire was gone in the background. He couldn't believe it. Obviously what happened was, that shofar acted as an alarm clock, an alarm, not an alarm clock, an alarm, and that alarm alarmed all the people, and they ran, and each one brought a bucket of water until they got rid of the fire. But this person didn't hop that, he didn't realize that. So he ran up with his bodyguards, to the tower and he said, excuse me, sir, uh, how much, how much are you willing to sell that incredible piece you have there? He goes, what do you mean, this? This this trumpet shofar thing? He goes, yeah. He says, before he answered, the guy in the tower hopped and realized what's happening here. And he said, well, how much do you have? So he showed him the two big bags. He goes, I'll tell you the truth. This is something very special. I'm willing to sell it to you. Really, the market pl- price for this is double what you have here, but I'm willing for you to give it for this. This amount. He was so excited. He thought he got the best mitzvah ever. He jumps on this, gives gives him the money, takes the shofar runs back to his father, the king. Can't wait to show him. And the king says, "No, no. What do you have to show for, to us?" And he shows him the shofar. And he says, "You don't know. This is unbelievable. Yet. Why is it so unbelievable?" He goes tell tell people to make a fire. So he calls two servants to make a fire. They make a fire, and he starts blowing the chauffeur. Nothing's happening. Meanwhile, the king hops and realizes what's 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 what has happened, and he tells him, "You fool! Don't you realize the shofar is not what get rids of the gets rid of the fire? The shofar alarms the people to work and use the water to get rid of the fire." So if Sha'abi, Zatzal used it as a mashal to say, we can't just think that the shofar does the work for us. The shofar awakens us." to do tshuva. Just like awaken those people to put water on the fire, it should awaken us up to have tears. And the tears in our eyes that will come down, that will be like the water to get rid of the fire. That's because we regret all the avilas we did and we want to come back to Hashem and do tshuva. And I want to connect it to Tisha B'Av based on what we're saying. Indeed, just feeling the pain, that's not enough. We want to do way more than that. We want to be like Yom Kippur, leverage off of the pain. Tisha B'Av is like the shofar. The pain we feel is coming from the fact we have a day that we're commemorating that, the sad point that we lost by Samikdash. And when we realize what life was before and what life is now, we realize that the par is extreme. But that in itself is not enough. That should leverage us. like the, We should leverage off of that just like the album says in any Aveilus. A person should do cheshbon nefesh, and by doing that, through the wake-up call of Tishabav, we do tshuva, and hence will be parts, and hopefully Zoike to be part of Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes, thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.